modern day let's see tea party um I, I, people know what that is uh but getting together with you know with some ladies and having an honest conversation and really allowing people to uh get the opportunity to don't talk just listen so we are on our very well it's like our second episode um and this episode is called this is already my bad this is not the red table. <laughs> Please forgive me. This is Lady MJ. And of course, I am being, you know, I have my, my other co host with me. Um, and I will let them introduce themselves. Hello, ladies. How are you today? Hey there. Doing good. Hi, everybody. It's Auberlin. Hope you're all doing good today. And it's Lindsay. And I'm doing all right. And hope you are too. Fantastic. I hope you've all had a prosperous, you know, healthy, loving, um, just accountable past week or so. Um, we are so excited to have you all back with us. We are going to go ahead and I'm going to start with a little bit of something here. It's just, it's, it's just, you know, something about how I feel about today's episode. Um, and I hope that you guys immediately recognize where this is coming from. Um, you guys know I live by quotes and song titles, I mean, and song lyrics and things like that. I think they really are telling um, and can just completely describe, you know, how you feel at any point in time. So these little, this little bit of knowledge is provided to us today by the great Mary J. Blige, where all we really want is to be happy, to find a love that's ours. It would be so sweet. Everything is within me. That's where your happiness is. You don't let anybody else find it. She didn't say that, but this is the gist of it. And this is what today's episode is going to be about, ladies. We're going to talk about being accountable. We're going to talk about being truthful to yourself. If you're not truthful to yourself, you're lying to everybody else. Don't be a fraud. Don't have that um, imposter kind of syndrome on a different level. So before we jump right into that, we do have a she's a bad mama jamma. And Lindsay, you have picked the Bad Mama Jamma for this week. Do you want to go ahead and share with everybody? I did, and I would love to. I'm ecstatic to. I super admire this person. So, and I know some people may feel this is a controversial pick, but we'll we'll get into all that. So I chose T.S. Madison. And if you don't know who that is, T.S. Madison is an actress, producer, singer, songwriter, author, podcast, radio host, reality TV star, motivational speaker, and so much more. She's accomplished a lot of the things we all, many of us, I should say, dream of doing. And she did it at a time when society really frowned upon her very existence. Um, the T.S. in her name stands for transsexual. And coming up, she said she was fired from many jobs for living her truth as a woman, as a trans woman. Um, so she quit, you know, or gave up, I should say, on being in like the corporate world. And she transitioned into sex work and from sex work into adult films. And eventually she went viral 
um, for several of her Vine videos. Like she, you may not know who she is, but if you saw her, you'd be like, oh my God, I know who that is. Um, I didn't know all that about her. I didn't, wow. I'm like, my mouth is wide open. I'm speechless, which you guys know is very hard for me to be. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, keep going. Sorry, I have to interrupt. But, um. No, no, no. I, I want you guys to. I tried to make uh, pause moments in my own notes so that <laughs> you guys can nap in because I talk too much. Um, so definitely just stop me at any time or, you know, hop in. So after going viral and gaining a major following, she started down her path of celebrity uh, through a music career um, in which she did hits with RuPaul, Todrick Hall, um, and like a pretty famous producer called Ellis Miha, who I guess does a lot of RuPaul's music and um, what's her name? Uh, Big Frida's music. Um, you probably only know that if you're into music. Um, but her fame from there just snowballed. She's done like a number of TV specials. She hosts a number of YouTube shows from her own channel to the very popular Queen Supreme Court. In 2019, she was named one of the top 100 influential LGBT influencers. And um, she became the first Black trans woman to star in and executively produce her own reality TV series. All kind of snaps. Very good. That is dope. That is a really good pick. Really, really, really good pick. Avalyn, are you familiar with T.S. Madison at all, or are you just learning? I've, I've known about her, but didn't know all the great things and, you know, about her, her come up. Did you know anything about this? I did not. I have not heard about her, but, you know, my pop culture references are minimal. <laughs> We're going to get you up. I feel like you know, but maybe not know their names. You know, That uh, is true. That is true. Yeah. So we're going to have to get you on like a, a YouTube recommend, um, you know, to keep you off. You know what? Nightly pop. That's all you need right there. Find it on YouTube. Nightly pop. I will do that. Um, but I also think that Nina and Morgan are my best friends in my head. Um, shout out to Nina, who's from Sacramento. Um, you know, she used to be on TMZ, if people know who I'm talking about. Uh, and now she is just blowing up and doing her thing on E! News or E! Channel. And uh, one of the best shows on there is Nightly Pop. So we'll get you all. We'll get you there, Avalyn. You're going to like just okay, okay. start dropping all kind of knowledge. I'm going to be like, what? I didn't know about that. Uh, <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, so I do want to say um, I wanted to ask, Lindsay, what do you think about because T.S. Madison has been in it? And not really in it, but responding to like um, a little Boosie or Boosie Badass. Yes. Um, and, you know, the comments that he's made with his beliefs. Um, and do you know anything about that? Or, I mean, I think she's handled it so good. Um, you know, everybody else just kind of gets into it with them. And, you know, she read him without reading him. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to go ahead and throw the, my mom's words in there. She read, you know, but she also tried to educate, but then also came from a place of understanding, yes. you know, that he's from the South and this is what you know, his mindset is. Um, but yeah, do you, do you know anything much about that or how do you feel about that? I, I've heard a little bit of their back and forth, but I never really fully followed it or got into it. I just know Lil Boozy, you know, kind of was going at it with everyone. And yeah. so, but that's one of the things like I wrote down that I super admire about T.S. Madison say whatever you like people probably side eye her and say oh my gosh you know she was a, a a sex worker and she did adult videos what a trashy person but if you've ever seen any of her videos or content she is the most classy 
logical, fair person. She always approaches these kind of conflicts from everyone's viewpoint. So she'll sit there and say, I can see, you know, the mind state Lil Boozy has. I know where he's coming from, but, and then she'll kind of get you together. But I've never seen her kind of be nasty or just, you know, out here in these streets attacking people. Yeah, to those of you that aren't familiar, I would recommend, um, she was recently on The Breakfast Club. And I think that was a great interview. Um, she talked a lot about Dave Chappelle and the whole, you know, deal there. Also somebody who understands. Um, what I loved about her is that she came from a place of saying, look, I can't change what everybody knows as a pronoun. I understand if you slip up. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to come after you. I'm not going to jump down your neck if you happen to call me, you know. Um, which is also, I think, so great. And that's going to kind of be able to bridge the gap, I think, um, in, in, the, in the lack of communication that happens between, you know, the communities. Mm-hmm. So, I, like I said, a great pick. Awesome, awesome job. And, you know, shouts out to our Bad Mama Jamma of the week. So grateful for people like you and for, um, you know, for people that have, for individuals like you that have the image that you have within our community in a certain time you know, within our society. So it's not an easy uh, responsibility to hold, I think. And she does very well. Mm-hmm. Out. So we, uh, we, you know, you know, we had kind of a crazy weekend between the three of us. And today we're like, I'm tired. So <laughs> we're moving because I know Allison is, I, I hope you're awake still. You're awake there? I am. I'm here. <laughs> there we go. All right. So I wanted to talk a little bit about, you guys know, anything kind of pop culture. Um, you know, I was just talking about Kim Kardashian and, you know, Pete Davidson and his supposed large member. Um, but the biggest thing that I think is prevalent in this past year has been any kind of news surrounding Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith. Um, after we kind of talk about this, um, this story, I will share, you know, kind of how I feel about how open they're being and how much Will is running his mouth. I'll just say that. So um, are you guys familiar with the latest Smith uh, saga, I guess you want to call it? I'm not sure what the latest even is because there's so much. Right. There's so much. Right. So <laughs> out there, I'm, you know. So he came out recently and he did an interview with Oprah, I want to say, you know, because everybody goes to Oprah. She's like the Barbara Wawa of the black world. Mm-hmm. Um, not mine, but he, he got into, you know, once again, just spilling it. You know, we already know about the entanglement. You know, um, I think that she completely embarrassed that man during that time. Um, although, um, you know, and it's their business, their marriage. I don't think that they're divulging everything and hundred percent the truth, but we all have eyes and a brain. Uh, so kind of figure that out. But um, now he's talking about his sex life and not his sex life, just with Jada. Although what uh, two weeks ago, the latest story was that, you know, they used to have a lot of sex and, and drink a lot when they first got together. And um, you know, now it's kind of slowed down where he's learned what she needs and pretty much gives that to her. Um, it, it, to me, it kind of seemed like they were saying it's um, like, hey, it's Wednesday, third Wednesday of the month. Let's have sex. That's what it kind of sounded like to me. But so I don't know if he's trying to build this, uh, 
this narrative by telling this backstory. But Will Smith says, uh, and this is courtesy of uh, Entertainment Entertainment Magazine. Entertain, yeah. Um, so the title of the um, article is Will Smith says he had so much wild sex he began to vomit during intercourse. I'll let that sit there. Now, um, what do you guys think about that? Did you guys happen to read into that? Um, you know, what, what do you guys think? Before we kind of get into the details of when he said it happened and why he thinks it happened. Well, I did read the article and um, I don't think that that's a far-fetched thing. I mean, if you're into your chakras and stuff, your sacral mm -hmm. chakra, which is, you know, houses all of your sexuality and your sensuality and stuff. And then your heart chakra is those two like are housing your stomach and your your digestive and you know where you get nauseous and those types of things yeah. so if both are out of whack in like a huge way and you're using sex as a way to put a bandage on anything and you're just doing it just like in high amounts and it's just you're going to start to get sick to your stomach so every time you associate anything with what you're yeah i can see that totally happening so yeah. i don't yeah. think that's a too far a weird thing at all yeah, yeah. no <laughs> i think so, it's probably very I accurate did, you know, he had a first really big heartbreak um now i think this definitely attests to having sex too early because everything that came along with it he was not prepared for um and now at 50 plus years old and probably with a lot of therapy he's realizing these things, which is why, you know, he's kind of sharing it. Um, now, he basically said that, you know, he was having lots of sex. He was trying to, you know, mend a broken heart. He was doing what I think a lot of 16-year-old boys do. Um, but anytime it came to, you know, him ejaculating, he would gag and gag so bad that, you know, he would, you know, have to either stop or fake or do whatever. Um, and then it got to the point where he actually started vomiting real vomit um what did you say babe <laughs> so um what i i couldn't help but imagining i'm because i'm a visual person you know him like throwing up on somebody's back like <laughs> not a good look um oh that would be rough he it did <laughs> say in the article that you know what made it even worse was the looks on their faces like you know, yeah, I can imagine that's embarrassing. Plus, the woman is probably going, literally, I made you that sick that you <laughs> that you threw up. I mean, you know, so she's gonna have all these self doubts and craziness. Yes. So there's gonna be look, there's gonna be hurt and disgust yeah. and self doubt in her eyes looking back at him, and he's already feeling in the pits and depressed, and you know, so I can imagine it's a whole just a bad situation all the way around for everybody yeah. yeah i mean like i said i think it is good that he's kind of showing i mean i don't think any teenagers nowadays would be like oh you know what i shouldn't have sex because everything that comes along with right. it but it is a good testament to that Lindsay, what do you think about this on i'm totally in sync with everything you guys are talking about and because i'm also australian nut 
please don't click off the podcast. Um, <laughs> everything that Evelyn was just saying, I'm a big proponent of that too. And I do believe like for like to take a, it's not a scientific term, but people often. I think he's purpose for this. Um, you know, Jada has her, has had her platform where she's said a lot, you know, and has yeah. revealed a lot. And I think that that is her therapy in, in whatever fashion. Um, now I will say that I think she's a little more, more a little bit more sensationalistic in her uh, her platform. That's just you know that that's just my opinion. IJS, um, but yeah, you know it. Look, they they neither one of them know who the hell I am, so they don't care what I think. But um, I just thought that this was very um, interesting and it tied well into what our topic is for today. Um, so. We're gonna wrap that up and we're gonna get into kind of pushing our, not really pushing, but our, um, our next segment is our fierce fab and flawless. Now, I think it's safe for me to kind of like speak for all of us because like I said, it rolls into what our topic is. I think that in order to be, uh, you know, fierce and flawless and fabulous is accountability. I've said it before. And we'll, we'll probably say it a lot again, um, but being accountable and not not passing your blessing, not not um, you know playing yourself out of your blessings, um, or you know what what there could be love and happiness and wealth and all that, you know, kind of being your own obstacle in a way. We got you got to get out of your you got to get out of your own way. So what, however you do that by therapy by speaking with friends, by journaling. It's just something that it's a, as an adult, if you call yourself an adult, and especially as a woman, you've, you've got to hone that skill, definitely. Um, so that's just gonna be, you know, the overall fierce, fab, and flawless little, um, you know, tip for this episode. And as I said, this episode, you should have seen me the other night when I was talking to hubby. He was like, are you mad or not? Are, are you mad or not? Because it was just so frustrating to me. Um, but this week we're talking about this whole narrative in this is within women, within the community of women that, you know, I don't need to let somebody that I'm interested in dating or somebody that I'm newly dating know what I bring to the table. So why is the question, what do you bring to the table? so triggering and so negative um, in today's, you know, in, within today's dating women. Um, Lindsay, what do you think about that? What, what, what was your observation be? Honestly, I don't think it really would be triggering to everyone, but I think it will be triggering to a certain type of person, which is probably every person on this podcast, which is people who are seeking real, quote, I shouldn't say real love, but that's how I interpret it, like real authentic love. Like you accept me for who I am. I accept you for who you are. And we make a team and we tackle life together to achieve certain goals. Now, there are people who are pretty materialistic and I'm not putting anyone down for that uh what did 50 cents say like find out when you're broke love won't get you on the bus mm -hmm. like if you're out here to live a materialistic life or you have these kind of ambitions and goals of power 
Uh, that's fine. but she, And you do have to ask that question to make sure you're teaming up with the right person. But if you're someone who wants to just be with someone who loves and accepts you as you are unconditionally, then that question, it triggers um, red flags of you are trying to use me for something. You're trying to assess what I have in stock and how that can further or better you in this world. And a lot of us don't want that. Yeah. I see you're speaking with logic. You know, you can't you can't do that. You can't be logical. I mean, good Lord, Dad, come on. Um, we'll get to the clip of where I get this from, um, where this this topic, you know. I, like I said, I've, I've seen it cultivating. I've seen it, you know, kind of bubbling up um, over the past year. Um, and specifically, it, it is within women that are in their 20s, maybe early 30s, and that are out there dating. And please don't get this wrong. I love that we have goals as women. I love that we have standards. However, when you are becoming angry at somebody because another man or man, I'm sorry, not, you know, or a significant other potential and they ask you at, you know, at, at dinner. Um, so what is, what is it that you can do for me? Or not even that way, but tell me a little bit about yourself. That's pretty much in the same essence, asking what you bring. To totally. Um, you know, so, we, um, I know I shared this, this clip with you and it is, um, from, you know, my favorite thing, or if you guys don't know, you will be, we will get to know YouTube is my shit. Um, so stumbling upon a, a show that was on YouTube and it was three, um, young men, um, well, men and three women. And the men were just saying, why? And there was one who was very vocal, one woman who was very vocal, but asking, why do you guys get so mad if somebody wants to know what is it that you can do for me? After I've told you my job, my credit score, I don't have any kids, I don't have any babies, mamas, I have a car, education, blah, 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 blah. But then I turn around and, you know, pose a question to you. And the, the most, uh, you know, the, the one who spoke up the most said, well, what is this, a job? Are you hiring me for a job? Why do I have to tell you that? Like. But you are, you you are being hired for a job. If you're looking for a real relationship, it's a job, it's work. Mm -hmm. So, so for me, speaking from someone who got married very young, I was 20 when I got married and was married in a bad marriage for all 15 years from day three, you know, and did the whole, let's struggle together. Let's, you know, try to figure it out and make it work thing. Um, from my perspective now, I asked myself, what do I bring to the table? Like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. if I'm if I'm looking for a relationship, should I be looking for a relationship? Like, what do I bring to the table to provide whoever it is that I'm meeting mm -hmm. a good partner, a good, you know, help meet, whatever the case may be. If I'm bringing nothing to the table but bad credit and a minimum wage job, if that, you know, then maybe I need to figure out my own shit at home and my Yeah. I, I love that you said that because that's where it should really start is I think that if you're offended by that question, if I, you know, the, somebody that you're interested in dating, asking that question, you need to ask yourself, why am I so offended by that? Is it because you don't bring anything? And Lindsay, I do like what you said is that I think most people feel like, Oh, they want something for me. So where the women go to is, I, you want me to cook? You want me to clean? You want me like, I, is that what you want? Well, 
can you cook? Can you, <laughs> is all that you do make macaroni and cheese out of the box, which is disgusting. Like men are very simple. They want good sex. They want good food. They want to be supported. You know, they want, um, you know, they want somebody to be their cheerleader. You know, very, very simple. They're not saying all, there are some men who are, you know, not looking for the right things. Um, and women don't, please don't get it that I'm just saying that we're, you know, we're at fault for this, but we, you know, we can't say there's no good men out there when you are, uh, you're classifying them, you're pre-classifying them on, well, his shoes have to look right. He has to have this credit score, but then get mad at the fact that he says, well, I would like a hot dinner every now and again. You know, I would like you to be able to bake a turkey at, at Thanksgiving. Um, I need to know that you can push a vacuum and you know what it is. Like, I'm not saying that he won't do it, but these are things that I think men um, innately kind of look for because we are nurturers. I'm not saying that that's all that you have to offer. Um, and if you're thinking that, then, of course, that that poses an opportunity for you to have a conversation, you know, with this potential partner um, or y'all don't need to waste each other's time because I feel like once you get past 25, 26, you should know if somebody is marriage material, but you shouldn't be dating. I don't get somebody that's like, oh, we dated six months. What? You're, what? <laughs> you know, uh, even closer to 30. I'm not saying you have to get married, but you should know by then your, you know, your, your what you will, you know, settle for and what you will not. Um, so yeah, so just overall, babe, what's the, um, if you could bring up the, the name of the podcast. Um, I want to let you guys know so you can, you know, watch it yourselves um, to all the listeners. Please get at us through social media, email, um, you know, anything like that. If you would like to just, you know, expound on this discussion, if you would like to add your two cents, um, if you want us to bring it back up, you know, on a future episode and talk about it some more, I'd be happy to. Um, but I know that all three of us here, not saying that we're perfect, but we've all been where a lot of you are trying to go. Um, and I feel very confident in I still have a lot to learn, but I do know mistakes that I made previously that, like I said, could have blocked my blessing, could have, you know, kept me from my soulmate, could have stopped me from being who I'm, you know, purpose to be. Um, you know, you don't want to do that. You know, whatever whatever your motivation is or why that's an issue for somebody to clarify that or ask that, like I said, it begins within you. It's not their problem. You need to find out why that's such an, you know, is, is it because of your upbringing? Is it because of, you know, your deep down feelings of, um, you know, scared of relationships or do you feel like you're not adequate enough for somebody and you're not, you know, you're not really being honest with yourself about that. Um, it, when I was watching that, I was, um, I was, I was a little um, baffled by it because they were, I mean, it was schematics, right? They weren't, mm -hmm. I mean, they were saying, what do you bring to the table? And the women were all offended, but then the, you know, the, the guys were like, well, you're going to ask us, you know, what do I do for work and what do I do? You know, yeah. it's the same freaking thing. It's just how you're phrasing it. So yeah. that was ridiculous. And I felt like for three strong women to be sitting there and arguing that point mm -hmm. was just crazy. It was very Disney princessy, you know, like, yes. yeah. you know, 
the knight needs to be strong and this, and he has to come up with all of these, you know, attributes to be the the, the white knight in shining armor yeah, sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. But, but and then, then there's really the Disney that princess because... that really just has to be there and flit around and sing little songs and stuff. Yeah. And you should love her because she's a princess and, you know, who cares what she brings to the table? Look at her. She's, you know, a princess. So yeah. it, it was very weird to see, you know, supposedly strong, forward-thinking women having an issue with that mm -hmm. because, yeah. especially at their age, it was like, okay, you guys aren't like, you know, young twenties still yeah. thinking yeah. that life is a fairy tale. Behind the ears. Yeah, right. You understand like, you what, the, what, life. what it's like. Mm -hmm. You know how relationships go. Like, you're not trying to have some guy come into your life, no matter how great he is, that can't do shit. Mm -hmm. Like. You're not trying to re-struggle in your late 30s, early 40s. You know, you're like, I've already been there and done that through my 20s. Yep. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to, like, live life. And, yes, it would be wonderful if we could all just, like, fall in love and it was just about who they are as a person. Mm -hmm. right. But that's not reality. I mean, yeah. reality is we all have bills and we all have stresses mm -hmm. and we all have everything. So... Yeah, I'm not trying to waste my time thinking you're an amazing person. And then I find out, like, you're living at mom's, you don't have a job, you, you have don't no wash your ass, right? you just don't things, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You're a great person. We can be friends. But now I don't, I'm not doing this with you. <laughs> like, yeah. I just no, don't have you're not them. my lobster. You're not my yeah. one, you know? Um, <laughs> and, and, and I think it's good if you've been through heartache before that. If, like I said, you have your your breaking point. You have your do's and your don'ts. Like, right. I get it. When I got with hubby, I, I definitely did. You know, he had his as well. Um, And it was, I never felt like, oh, you know, oh, well, he's putting all these demands on me. I was just like, well, I want to make sure that I'm the best person for him. This is what he sees is, you know, fit for him to be happy. And then vice versa for him to make me happy. I mean, guys, it's a you know, happy life, happy life. You know what I'm saying? So it, you got to you got to work on that. It comes from both sides. It's not just a one way street. Um, totally. Yeah. So this was on the daily. I'm sorry. The daily wrap up podcast. Um, and like I said, it was on YouTube and um, I think it's a great topic. Um, you will see you're seeing more and more of these type of shows and podcasts where it is, you know, a male panel, a female panel. And, you know, they're talking about issues today i will say this i am so happy that i he can't go nowhere because i would not have the energy to deal with the the game playing and the false mentality um and the facade that a lot of dating people are putting on right now i'm also very oh, happy yeah. that my 24 year old has found his girlfriend as well because i would hate for him to be out there like i wouldn't like any bitch okay um and i'm saying that as a mom um, if he was out there dating, because there's, like I said, there's so much game playing and things like that going on. Um, nobody can be themselves because of the whole social media and people, you know, putting up, uh, falsehoods and facades. So, and that just kind of carries over, you know, and you can't, you can't ever build a long lasting relationship where you feel like somebody knows you better than you know yourself. If you don't know yourself. Totally. You know, so. Lindsay, do you have anything to else to add to this topic before we move on? For sure. I'll kind of 
it's going to combine everything you both just said into it. Because here's kind of the downside of this whole, like, like listen, business, relationships are like business deals for real. Um, it is a give and take. That's any relationship, friendship, whatever. It's a give and take. But here's kind of the risk. And it's why how Everlyn said, make sure you have kind of everything set at home, like that you have your own shit together. At my wedding, my vows, I straight up said, you know, we've grown together and I hope we grow together forever. Mm -hmm. But if you ever want to leave this relationship, I will only wish for your happiness and wish you well. Like it is what it is. You have to be able to stand on your own. Um, But when you go into these relationships and you kind of go in with the expectation of what you can give and what will Mm -hmm. be taken, life is funny <laughs> our relationship right? is very different yeah. now me too with the onset of um having ms and things have changed my work situation starting my mm-hmm. own business shit has changed and my husband has had to step up and i've had to step i don't want to say down but i've had to lean on him more now it's a different world it's a different dynamic mm-hmm. and i stand mm-hmm. by it if he wants to get out of here by all means, I support it, but I'll find a way to take care of myself. That's just me. But when you go into a relationship with this notion of I'm either going to be taken care of or my wife is going to mm-hmm, be a mm-hmm. trophy wife and the best mm-hmm. yeah, sex yep. goddess on legs, it all can change. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, if yeah. that's your approach to it, be ready to adapt. Um, but also at what you guys were saying, I don't care how romantic we want to make it at its basis all relationships all of them friendships even family it all does yeah. come down to give and take sadly it that just yep. is what it is the you yeah. know the the brilliant miss janet what have you done for me lately that is mm-hmm. what every kind of relationship and interaction that we have is based on is that is the foundation and you know unfortunately if you look at it that way um but also in friendships for example um, you know, I know Averlyn, you there's some things that you help me to, you know, to improve on. Um, and vice versa. That's why we've been friends for what eight, nine years now. Um, Lindsay, I mean, we just hit it off so just oh, yes. expeditiously. We just connected. We're just a pee in a pod. But it's because we have a I, you know, I we have a purpose to be in each other's life. Um sure. as you know, as she just mentioned. Um, MS decided to come into both of our lives, multiple sclerosis. I've been diagnosed since 2006. And um, Lindsay, unfortunately, you know, that bitch MS just came into her life this <laughs> this year, more prevalent, um, more prevalent. But I do like what you said about, uh, you know, when you got diagnosed, it was very hard for me. We were married maybe six months and I told him, you can go, I, you can go. Mm. But he's like, do you not remember for better or for worse? Like, do you not remember? You give me more than whether or not I'm going to have to maybe, you know, take care of you uh, or, you know, cook dinner or do the dishes or whatever it may be. Um, and that was, you know, that was so healing and it took so much worry off of me and off of my shoulders. And with MS, you stress is like for anything, it's, you know, any person, any, you know, um, health battle that you have because of stress, it's detrimental, but even more so you know, when, when multiple sclerosis is involved. So, um, you know, like you said, things change. I definitely did not imagine that there was going to be some times when 
I don't wake up. You know, I'm sleeping for four days. I haven't done anything. I'll be leaving some work, comes home, and I'm still same position, breath funky or whatever else. But he understands, you know. Um, so yeah, it you know, it's it's so much more rewarding in the end when you find, like I said, your lobster. If you guys watch friends and you know where I got that from. Um, but that one person that you're supposed to be with. Um, you know, my son would be so happy that I'm gonna quote this, but like Neo said, you know. You're uh, a movement movement by myself, but you're a force when you're together. Mm-hmm. And that's, it, this is very true. It's very true. Um, and that just, you know, when you have that mentality that you're looking at it, uh, <laughs> that's a big deal. Um, so yeah, um, when you are able to, you know, maybe look back and go, oh, I was silly. Like I told him that I, you know, I wanted him to cook dinner Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. But now that we have kids, we have McDonald's Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. You know what I'm saying? Like that doesn't mean mm-hmm. that you, that they're not meeting your, your niece any longer. Cause like you said, things change Life, You know, your life's changed. So you guys, ladies, please keep that in mind as well as, you know, the young men are out there. Keep that in mind. It is not easy. Think about your relationship with your best friend. It hasn't always been great, right? You've had to learn how to you know, um, be together, understand each other, support each other. Same way, same way with somebody that you are going to see, um, same way that you're going to within a relationship. Um, and if not, then, you know, you can unfortunately join that, um, 50%. I think it's a little bit less than that, you know, divorce rate. Um, I don't know why you would, but if, you know, if you don't work on yourself first and make sure that you're the best version of yourself, don't even do it. Don't do it. So yeah, so that is, um, I'm, I'm so happy that I could, you know, talk about that with you because like I said, I just yelled at hubby for like at least the 40, 45 minutes the other night. He's like, I didn't say it. I, I didn't say it. Um, but I just thought it was, it, this is, like I said, this is a great time for people to, especially women, don't talk, just listen. Learn a little something. You know, there's a little nugget of knowledge in everything that we've all shared. Um, so, yeah, so thank you so much, ladies, um, for doing the research and for looking at that clip. Um, I appreciate it. Like I said, I almost called you guys, like, or at, it was like 12.45 in the morning. You both would have hated me, but um, you know, that's why. Girl, you would have been on silent. That stuff is turned off, <laughs> and I'm asleep. <laughs> Don't mess with my sleep. <laughs> like, what, bitch? You're not, okay? No, I so. Let you ring right through that. I just be like. Right. Right. All right. So because we do um, have to be aware of time, we're going to go ahead and get to our confession session and then wrap up today's episode. So Lord Mondo, what question do you have for us for the confession session today? What is the first thing you notice about a guy or a girl? Respectfully. Um, Lindsay, well, what was it? I'm such a free energy <laughs> it's the vibe i'm not even kidding yeah. and it yeah. ties into last week's question when i when you asked like what does your inner voice tell you and now you got to be cautious with the vibes you pick up from people just because someone gives you a familiar or nostalgic or soulmate for lack of a better word vibe does not mean they're good for you but mm-hmm. when i met my husband i knew i said oh i know this is somebody i know this is somebody i didn't think it was my husband but it's vibe for me that's or mm-hmm. like I said before, a homeless person could come up to me and I'd be like, whoa, so fucking hot. And then Brad Pitt could come up to me and I'd be like, whatever. 
so, and, that's, so that's me. <laughs> there you go with those handsome, rugged looks. Jeez, no. Uh, <laughs> I like that. It is, it's definitely about energy. That's what I get about, I think, any any person, you know, whether it's somebody I'm interested in or just a person that I meet on the street. That's why I'm a hugger as well. Like, I'm one of those people mm-hmm. that go, I'm a hugger, but it's all about your vibe. It's all about your vibe. Um, what about you, Miss Aberlin? Hmm. Energy is definitely big for me, but that usually comes a little bit later because, you know, they're not my, there might not be that interaction right at first or whatever. So I'm going to be a total dude and I'm an arms girl. Like, well, and height, I like height and arms. So if you are tall and have like strong arms, because that reads smile. to you. That's security. Yeah. And then plus April. It does. Uh, it Avalyn is seven and a half feet tall. So she needs somebody that's. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> and then wears like that that six inch stilettos. No. Um, <laughs> that yeah. is true. I do wear very high heels and can be in the six, three to six, five yeah. range. Well, you have a very um, commanding presence. So I couldn't imagine your, you know, your other not having that same energy as well. I know if I was yeah, like, I've, you know, I've tried to do the smaller dude dating thing and stuff and it's okay. You know, it's, I feel like, yeah, we're cool. Like you're a cool person. Like, but I don't have that sense of like, you're my partner. Like yeah. I feel safe. I feel yeah. secure. So yeah. And I try not to be quite so very shallow because like, you know, energy is important. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you're, you're smaller and, you know, and you have great energy, I'll give you a try, but no, I'll take yeah. you out of my purse and we can go out. And go and <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but for real, when I wear my heels, if you are five, nine and I'm six, three, it's a struggle. Like, I'm not going to protect you. Like I will run. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to say this right now. That's tough. That's tough guy. That is all the energy he gave off. Like you would have been fighting if something happened. Like, you know, that's yeah, tough. Cause he's at that. Yeah. Lindsay office. We'll have to tell you that story, you know, or why we call him that stuff. Cause that's mm-hmm. tough for him. Not being able to handle a real woman. <laughs> that is tough. Um, so mine, um, gosh, I, Energy, of course, um, but it's 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 more of a swag. Like I want you to be able to put me in my place with a look, you know. Um, but I also want That's you. That's a good one. Yeah, you know, I want you to call me on my bullshit as well. You know what I'm saying? And it doesn't have to be that you're embarrassing me, but it's just it's something about you know, like okay, I'm a I'm be honest, big dick energy. That's what it is. I'm gonna be super honest. So. Yes, that is what I notice. Um, whether I'm looking at, you know, whether I was looking at um, the proverbial gray uh, sweatpants print, or I'm just going off of your 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 demeanor and, like I said, your energy that you give off. Um, but that's what you know. That's what I have to have. I love what both of you say as well because I always tell hubby my favorite place to be is in his arms because I feel safest there. You know, so. Um, yeah, I, I like all of those ladies. And and these are things that I think that play into creating your your list or, you know, your your do's and your don'ts, um, your haves and your have nots, whatever it may be. For you to share with somebody when they ask you the question, what do you bring to the table? Or 
let me know a little bit more about you or what do you see your marriage life being like, whatever it may be. You know, these are the things that we just discussed. That's something to ask yourself. I think that helps you to really build a good picture of who your dream person is and who's going to be best for you. So in all our knowledge, that was a good question there. Good question, hubby. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, so do you guys have anything else to say on that before we wrap up today? And I don't know if, Avalyn, if you picked your song, um, the ending song for this episode. Um, you know, I did. Okay. okay. I was, I had to recall cause I may have been <laughs> a, a little slight, not sober, <laughs> a little not. Okay. Yeah. We're going to say that. And, um, <laughs> but I, I recall it. Um, so this is my, my, um, my song that plays in my head when I walk into a room, like, I'm like, this is my jam. Like, and I feel like other people should hear it too. When I walk into a room, they don't, <laughs> but, uh, but that is, you know, I'm going to go like way back and I'm going to say brick house. Because, hey. You know, when I, I love walk that. in like, right. That is, a look, brick. that is a, yes. That's a twerk something song. That is, you know, get, look at yourself in the mirror every fucking day and sing brick house to yourself. Look, okay, you will walk out of there with your head held high and have a fantastic week. It, right? It's it just, not just a kind of thing. like makes you puff out your chest a little bit, your shoulders go back, and you're like, fuck yes, I am. Right? <laughs> right? And then just, yeah, it, hey, that's that's a good one. That's I like it. I like it. And, you know, if you want to, if you, you know, you can pork a little something to that. Um, or do like the dances they used to do when that was out with the four corners <laughs> and shit like that. You know, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm basing this off of Soul Train, guys. That's, that's what I'm basing it off of. <laughs> so, so yeah, so before we close out tonight, um, ladies, do you have anything to share? Anything that you want to, you know, just that last, um, last message regarding this episode? Um, go ahead. Shout it out. We'll start with say... Alvin first. Or, oh, okay. Go ahead. Go whoever, ahead. whoever. So. Go ahead, Lindsay. I'm thinking. I'm mulling it over in my head. I was just going to say, I have so much fun recording with you ladies and hubby. Um, so I know people will have so much fun listening to this. And that's it. I, yes, I think so, too. We've actually had very good numbers um, for our first episode. I know that, Averlyn, you've had some, you know, constructive criticism. And overall, the, um, you know, the the message that you got is that people are really, like, loving it, digging what we're doing. Um mm -hmm. And being told, and this is this is what I think is a huge, um, a, you know, a huge compliment. A individual, a another podcaster who I would say is not kind of the manosphere, you know, kind of thing. Um, Mister Nineteen Fifty, he is like all kudos to what we're doing because he thinks that it's you know it's very well needed, um, you know, as an antithesis to that part of podcasting where it's like I said, the red pill, the blue pill, the manosphere. If you guys know anything, the, you know, fit and what is it? Fit and fabulous, fit and fresh assholes. And uh, yeah, so there, Kevin Samuels type guy, that uh, kind of mentality. He's. Yeah. And then there's a, there's red, white and blue. Remember we learned about it on Duke and Don. There's like, yeah. Uh, he laughs. Okay. 
Yes. So you, if you guys don't know, do one little quick auntie Google search. She'll let you know. There's this whole community of men being told how to be men. Um, and a lot of it's kind of kind of cap. Like it's not the best advice. But like we said, um, uh, kudos to um, the other podcaster, content creator and his crew, um, you know, for giving us that 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 compliment and saying that, you know, we're, we're very well needed and we'll be doing some good for the community. So I love that. Um, yes. So Miss Averlyn, before you got to get to the, to the arrow airport. Yes. Um, you know, I'm going to do just a, a little shout out to all those people out there that are, you know, you're, we're going through the holidays right now and um, it's a hard time for a lot of people, whether you've lost somebody or you're just going through a hard time in life right now. But, um, you know, there's a lot of sources out there that can mm -hmm. be there for you and help you out and you're not alone. So don't let the holidays get to you during this season right now. Just, you know, know that there's three people right here who definitely care and mm -hmm. are available to, you know, maybe listen or whatever. If you just need to reach out and know that somebody is, you know, listening there's all sorts of websites, different mm -hmm. places that you can call. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, be strong during the holidays and you're loved and you're important. So, you know, don't get down. Yes. And just remember that you are loved. You are loved and you are important. Every single person, um, you know, on the, in this universe has a purpose. And, uh, totally. you know, yours is, is none less important than anybody else's. So. I do love that. Um, it is the holiday season. I'm kind of like, I wish we were on lockdown because, man, it was easy breezy not having to go to anybody's house or anything for last, <laughs> all the holidays last year. Um, I will say to wrap everything up, I love our conversations as well. Um, like I said, I, you know, I have my, although it's not very good, I have my cider, you know, um, it may be wine next week. It may be Tito's, <laughs> but it is nice to be able to sit, have these conversations. Um, I've always thought that, hey, do I sound like a know-it-all? No, it's not that I sound like a know-it-all, but I'm very aware of the mistakes that I made. And um, and it's just so obvious right now, you know, that there's a lack of love and lack of communication between the sexes. And I think that's because there's so uh, so much noise and so many, so many other divisive things that are set in place for us to argue and to not get along. And you guys are falling right into it instead of trying to be better people for each other. Um, so, so just think about that. Um, I do want to close out by, you know, sending condolences, love and light to unfortunately two women who have just been um, widowed. And that is young Dolph's wife and um, Virgil, right? Yeah. That's the name. Um, the creative director for Louis Vuitton and Off-White. Yes. So, so sad, so, 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 so sad. Um, you know, uh, unfortunately with Virgil, did the same thing that Chadwick Bozeman, uh, Bozeman did. And actually it was about a year to the date of when he passed um, from, you know, privately suffering from, from cancer. And you know, this gentleman did the same thing. Um, we lost a lot, of, you know, a creative light there. And although I could not afford to get whatever he designs, but I admired it nonetheless. Um, and then young Dolph's wife, she, you know, she has two babies, two babies that are below the ages of eight, I would say, um, that she now has, you know, that she now has to raise with 
the person that she loved more than anything in the world. And it's just so sad. And um, the violent way that he was taken from us as well. Um, I'm just, you know, love and light to you, ladies. Love and light. Um, and once again, just like, you know, Avalyn said, people love you and care about you and, uh, you know, send support. So I definitely wanted to kind of close out with that. Um, also, really quickly, guys, if you would please check out um, the Black Podcasters Association um, Spotlight. I was just interviewed um, for that organization last week. Um, it is a great platform for um, podcasters of color, and they have all kinds of resources. So check them out if you are a podcaster, if you're interested in, in becoming a podcaster, and also to support your girl here, you know. I know you love me. I love you too. Um, and then also, please don't forget to vote um, at the Orange, Can Orange County Cannabis Awards, um, the Mary Jane Maven or Best Educator. And um, like, subscribe, leave a comment, share um, with, with your crew. Uh, make this a weekly thing or bi-weekly thing where you guys get together and, you know, listen to all the knowledge that we have to drop. So, we want to thank you so much for spending time with us. Ladies, I love you, my fellow queens. I appreciate your, uh, your time this evening, especially Averlyn, because, you know, I know we were not sober last you night. You know what I, I, I did slept. last night? <laughs> yeah, Averlyn had a, a holiday party, and yeah, you know, folks acted like they were not adults, let's just say. Um, so good times, though. Good times, good people. Um, and you know, if you have the opportunity, I'll just, you know, piggyback on Avalyn. If you have the opportunity to go around and be around others, those that, you know, that lift you up, that you love, um, during this time, please do it, you know, get some friends together, do an ugly sweater, you know, little get together, um, you know, go on a Santa, a Santa bar run or whatever, maybe just do something that allows you to feel, um, uh, you know, alive during this time that is usually very hard for people. Um, so, yes, I will leave you all with that. Ladies, you want to go ahead and say your goodbyes and then brick house. We are going to you know, get some affirmation. You know, some. before before we say goodbye, I just wanted to ask you guys if you had heard about that guy that went to the zoo the other day and just walked around the entire zoo and all there was was a dog. Are you serious? It was a I shit zoo. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up. Shut up. You got me. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Live and love, everybody. Good night from Averland. Bye, y'all. I'm to the point. <laughs> Good night. Nurses. Oh, God. <laughs> we are frick.